welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one awesome page of Talmud every day. And I do mean this literally because just listen to this paragraph from today's Daf Yoma 4. Rabbi Matia ben Harash says, The verse calling Moses into the cloud comes only to intimidate Moses, to instill in him a sense of awe of the Creator, so that the Torah would be delivered with reverence, with quaking and with trembling, as it is stated, serve the Lord with awe and rejoice with trembling. Apropos the end of the verse, the Gemara asks, what is the meaning of and rejoice with trembling? Joy and trembling seem contradictory. Rav Ada Barmatana said that Rav said, where there is joy of fulfilling a mitzvah, there will be the trembling of the awe of heaven there. What a paragraph to unpack, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome the author of a just-now-being-published book. It's out May 4. It's called What Would You Do If You Weren't Afraid? What an amazing title. Discover a life filled with purpose and joy through the secrets of Jewish wisdom. Welcome to the show, Michal Oshman. Hi, Liel. Great to be here. Your book and your experience in life have a lot to do with this notion of discovering the awe at the center of our religious experience. But it all begins, as you state in your book, with a rather personal journey, right? Yes, it's, it's all, it all starts from a very uh, personal journey. And, you know, just the title of the book, and thank you for complimenting, it's actually one of Facebook's mantras. So what would you do if you weren't afraid was a sign that I saw on reception at Facebook when I joined Facebook about eight years ago, and I was there for nearly seven years. And my journey, my personal journey, was going on in parallel to my, my Facebook corporate journey. So it's kind of a things that happened in the same time, and I talk about it in the book. But in order to answer what does all mean to me in this context and in the quote that you mentioned, I do want to share that my whole life I suffered from fear and anxiety. Many people suffer from anxiety, but the way I kind of experienced it is like every day felt like an impossible mountain to climb and, and almost like my potentially last day. So every time a friend asked me to come over, I avoided confirming a time because of the fear of causing her death or injury. And every time when uh, one of my kids asked them to sign a school permission trip to, let's say, a museum, I felt like I was signing their death sentence. I thought that the museum was going to have like a terror attack or kidnapping or that the teachers will forget them in the museum. You know, my basic assumption was really that something very bad was about to happen every day. I tried to be in full control, but the fear of losing control actually created more anxiety. And I mainly blamed these experiences on, on my childhood and, and my parents. As a child, I lived next door to my grandparents who were Holocaust survivors. My grandmother's nightmares included screaming that the Nazis are coming again and, and this time to take me. I was also the daughter, I am the daughter of who used to be the Israel's chief forensic pathologist, and I was exposed to death from a very young age in, in Israel. I think I saw my first dead body at the age of six and seven, and that's kind of my life story, and, and death was, was a really a big part of my life. And for most of my life, I blamed my anxiety on my parents and the experiences that I had in my childhood and my teen years, and I thought that those were the key cause for my suffering. I thought that I was damaged forever, but I hid all of that. So in the same time, I was like a highly, highly functional person, you know, someone that you would call successful. I was an officer in the IDF. I hold multiple university degrees. I'm a mother to three. I was, and now I'm mother to four, Baruch Hashem, children, because I have a fourth child that was born from like a new version of me. 
And I worked in senior roles in eBay and WVP and Facebook, and now I'm a leader at TikTok. So I was hiding all of those experiences. And on the outside, I was like highly productive. I went to therapy for years and took medication, but really nothing helped until I made like literally a life-changing discovery. And what I discovered was the Jewish wisdom. And more specifically, I I discovered Hasidut. Answering your question about the experience of awe, one of the greatest things that I learned on my personal journey and the discovery is that I was actually fearing the wrong things. I feared not being good enough and not being relevant enough, not being pretty enough, not being young enough, not being perfect. I feared death, rejection. And I really put myself in the center. It was a lot about me. And in myself, I knew that there was a void. I had lots of things, as I said, degrees and titles. And financially, I was stable. And I I had, thank God, children and and a husband. But something inside me was, was empty. And I was full of things, but maybe not the right things. But once I reconnected to my heritage, I realized that there is a possibility of living life without fear, or at least with less fear. But how, how will I arrive there? I didn't know. And it was only when I learned more about the wisdom of Judaism, the spiritual side, the psychological side, that I discovered that there is a way to replace fear with all. And once I reconnected to Hashem, And to my heritage, I went on this journey of replacing the fear of the things that I just mentioned to you with developing a sense of awe in myself. And what I learned, and this is very connected to the verse that you mentioned, what I learned is that often what may seem as contradictory is actually not contradictory at all. It's actually complementary. Let me give you an example. When I wake in the morning, wake up, I say Modani, and I do Birkat Shachar, and I start my day with really saying thank you to Hashem, thank you for giving me this additional opportunity, bringing my soul back to my, my body and giving me an opportunity to work on myself, to do something meaningful. I remind myself that every day is an opportunity to escape my own Egypt, my own ego, all the things that are like in my way to connect to my godly soul. And then I also remind myself that everything that I'm reading during the bracha is Torah, and Torah is Hashem, and it's it's the same. And it is really overwhelming in a beautiful way that I get to say the bracha every single morning and start my day with reconnecting to Hashem. And then just two, three minutes after I finish Modani and and Birkat HaShachar, I jump on a call with TikTok's leadership team, which I'm part of, and I work with my peers about thinking about how we can improve the platform and how we can bring more joy and creativity to the world through our application. And those two things could seem very contradictory, right? Like, you know, spiritual living and serving Hashem and fulfilling mitzvot. And then immediately after social media, corporate leadership, like business world. And often my, my friends are just like, how do these two work together? And they think it's contradictory, but they're not because they're complementary. They, they complete me. They complete each other because I see mitzvot as a powerful structure to connect to myself, to connect to God. But at the same time, I know that Torah was given to us so we can navigate life. You know, we can live life from within the Torah, with the Torah, bahem, inside. And I feel like it gives me, allows me a way to very much live in the present and what life brings to me and what I grab from life, but always stay connected to the past. And like every Shabbat when I light candles, I, I imagine like my grandmother and her, and her grandmother and going back thousands of years doing the same thing. And that gives me a sense of awe. Now, you know, I have to invest in it. I have to allow myself to go there. But once I do, 
It's a huge sense of awe, and that's been a big part of my journey. And Michal, your sense of awe is absolutely infectious because I now feel it too. I cannot wait to read your book, and I'm very grateful. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much, Viel. I appreciate it. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.